an asteroid called Wormwood is set to land on the Earth in the future. Did you know that? It's called Wormwood. It's written in the book of Revelation. This asteroid is going to cause massive amounts of disaster beyond anything we've ever seen. This is the meltdown. The end is closer than we think. Are you ready? Both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads. The end of day's countdown has started. For ourselves and for future generations, a new world order. This is the meltdown. Christ was coming back to set up his kingdom. The end of all things. And here is your host, Darian Anthony. Asteroids, meteors. I mean, this is nothing new. The Earth has been getting hit with things for a very long time. NASA actually says, and I quote, every day Earth is bombarded with more than 100 tons of dust and sand-sized particles. So us having vulnerability in space is nothing new. We're constantly being hit with things. They're just not as big. Some of them whiz by and they miss the Earth. But Wormwood is going to be different. Let's get into some Meltdown news. The Great Reset. Are we being conditioned for the rise of the Antichrist? Jonathan Brentner from prophecynewswatch.com says, The Great Reset is a welcome recognition that this human tragedy must be a wake-up call. We must build more of an equal, inclusive, sustainable economies and societies that are more resilient in the face of pandemics. COVID-19 and climate change constitute a wake-up call for global changes, which further the need for the Great Reset, the coming world order of the tribulation over which the Antichrist will someday rule. The elite who operate the World Economic Forum do not hide their intentions to use climate change and the virus as the pretext for a one-world government. Wow. A study by Aaron Kelsner, again by Prophecy News Watch, average American filmed by estimated 238 security cameras a week in the U.S., According to a new study, the average American is filmed by an estimated 238 security cameras at the very least a week. When calculated on a person-to-person basis, this is the second highest ratio of security cameras to a population in the world. This comes as Amazon has announced its iRing service will now sell in-home drones pitched as the, and I quote, always home cam, end quote. And if that wasn't enough, it's an autonomous drone flying camera that zooms around inside your home to give you a perspective of any room you want when you are not home. Folks, our privacy is a thing of the past. Okay, so let's talk about oppressive regimes. I saw this article, this piece on the Wall Street Journal, and it's a perfect example of how everything is getting worse on how countries and are getting more 
oppressive. So the Wall Street Journal came out with a piece this week. No escape from Hong Kong. The 12 boat people who tried to flee to Taiwan are still in jail in China. The hallmark of a truly oppressive regime is that it won't let its people leave. Think the Berlin Wall, the Soviet Union, Cuba. Now that's become the fate of Hong Kong's formerly free people. So these 12 Hong Kongers, they tried to escape Taiwan by boat. Extremely dangerous. The youngest of them was 16 years old. They were they all participated in pro-democratic protests. And they were intercepted and seized by a Chinese Coast Guard boat. They are still in jail. You cannot leave. That's incredible and horribly sad. It's getting bad, folks. All right, let's talk about Wormwood. So the Bible has a book of Revelation. It's the last book of the Bible. The Bible consists of 66 books. The last one is the book of Revelation. Over 1,900 years ago, the Apostle John um, was inspired to write in the book of Revelations, verse 8, 10 through 11, and I'll just read it real quick. Then the third angel sounded, and a great star fell from heaven, burning like a torch, and it fell on a third of the rivers and on the springs of the water. The name of the star is Wormwood. A third of the waters became Wormwood, and many men died from the water because it was made bitter. And so a a lot of Bible prophecy folks um, say that this star is another word for asteroid. And you could see that because so many asteroids have come close to the Earth. Um so NASA scientists know now that at least a thousand nearby asteroids could do unbelievable damage, but we just don't know when they're going to get here, and there's never enough time for us to predict it. And so some people say, well, wormwood could be, you know, is also a name of a plant, and it could be used as a poison, made things bitter. Um but Bible skeptics aren't going to agree to that. And so the fact that before humans had an idea that comets could produce a poisonous bitter water, and that is recorded in the Bible. I mean, this should be an additional proof that those willing to see that the Bible has been inspired by God. So something inspired it for them to know that. It wasn't just out of nowhere. John saw a comet fall or an asteroid fall onto the earth, and it created havoc. Now, Tom Horn, one of my favorite authors, wrote a book called The Wormwood Prophecy. And in the book, he talks about how he's had a couple dreams and vision that God has given him on something that is getting close to the earth. So let's listen in. Thomas Horn is a prolific author and the CEO and co-host of Skywatch TV, known for in-depth reporting on prophecy, conspiracies, and the supernatural. His recent research covers a subject he says is strange and scary. And it is going to shake the public to the bone. The Wormwood Prophecy is Horn's latest book, which thoroughly examines Bible prophecy, a known asteroid, and the impact it could have on all of us. 
Please welcome to the 700 Club the author of The Wormwood Prophecy, Thomas Horn. It's nice to have you here. Good to be here. Thank you. Talk a little bit, if you will, about the dream you had last year about an asteroid. Yeah. So, well, it was the most vivid uh, dream that I've ever had. It, it, it was frankly frightening. I'm sure. I found myself on a mountain running with thousands of other people and an asteroid descending down towards the Earth. Um, and uh, But when I woke from that dream, and by the way, I have a history with this that goes back to when I died uh, many years ago, and my wife found me dead, no heartbeat, no pulse. She tried to resuscitate me. And that, at the same time, I saw myself standing in front of a brilliant light somewhere. Mm. Uh, somehow in my mind, I knew that I was standing before God. I knew that he had told me some things and then said, you're not going to remember. And he sent me back. And through my life, several times, incidents have happened uh, in which I go to bed, I go back to that place, I see things. When I wake up, I write them down. And so far, they have come to pass every time. Uh, and I've talked about them publicly, so it's been verified that I pre-saw these events. Well, this was the same thing. Went to bed, woke up in this place, this terrible uh, strike on Earth with, a, with an asteroid. But when I woke up from that vision, uh, set up in bed, in fact, I almost fell out of bed, uh, and a single word seemed to be whispered through my bedroom, and that was the word apophis. Now, I knew that there was an ancient Egyptian god of chaos, a chaos dragon, the enemy of light, called apophis. Um, I also knew that NASA had named a particular asteroid Apophis. Interesting. But I didn't know anything about it, so when I got out of bed, I went to my computer, and I started immediately doing research into the asteroid Apophis. One thing led to the other. Ultimately, it led to the writing of the book, and I became convinced that NASA and other international space agencies are involved in a cover-up. How did you link this to Revelation 8? What was the connection there? Uh, well, Revelation 8 describes, actually, the, the, the first four of the trumpet judgments seem to be describing the different uh, aspects of a singular event. The first one describes fire falling down from the heavens, catching the fields and trees on fire, which is exactly what would precede the incoming of a giant asteroid, the uh, incoming debris. The second one describes uh, what appears to be a burning mountain that falls into the ocean and wipes out ships. This is the first part of a, of a giant rock that's breaking apart as it's entering space. But the third one, it calls wormwood. And this too is like a giant mountain burning like a lamp that falls down. In fact, the Greek word there, a star fell from heaven. The word star is astron, an asteroid fell from heaven. Uh, and it has the um, effect of poisoning a third of the earth's water. And then the fourth trumpet, the sun, the moon, the stars are a third part blacked out, which is exactly what would happen with all the debris kicked up into the atmosphere from the impact of a giant asteroid. President Trump has a newly formed space force, I guess it's called. What, what's the cover-up that you think is involved in all of this? Well, I don't think Donald Trump is involved in a cover-up, but I do think he is surrounded by a faith community, and many of those are prophecy believers. 
and he has wisely allowed his ear to be attuned to some of the things they are telling them. And I'm, I know some of these people, and I've been told that they were whispering in his ears about Apophis as potentially being the Wormwood asteroid of Revelation uh, chapter 8. I also note that as soon as they launched the Space Force, the, the primary reason of the Space Force is mitigation of near-Earth asteroids. So it's directly connected to this uh, effort to defend the planet. Um, but uh, I noticed that the first thing they did was they dedicated a King James Bible at the National Cathedral, and all commanding officers in the new Space Force have to put their hand on that particular Bible uh, in order to be sworn in to duty for office. So they, too, it appears to be um, recognizing, right, that there's a spiritual dynamic to this. You go in, we're touching the surface of this, you go into a great deal of the scientific aspect of all of this, but you say really that it's not possible to mitigate some of these asteroids because of the si size that they are. I mean, it, there's nothing that, that really can be done to. That's right. Well, uh, uh, Apophis, for instance, is the one that I focus on in the book. It was discovered in 2004 at the Kitt Peak National Observatory. And at the time, NASA and their NEOWISE team felt that it did have um, enough of a risk of impacting the Earth. And by the way, of all dates, Friday the 13th, right, April 2029, so nine years from right now. And so they began doing studies around it. Eventually, though, they changed their mind. They said it's going to come very close to the Earth, but it's not going to hit the Earth, except I talked to one of my friends at NASA and another gentleman at uh, the Pentagon that Colonel McGinnis put me in contact with, an impact specialist, and they said, if you look at what NASA is saying, they're saying that in 2029 it's going to come so close to the Earth, Apophis is, that it's going to take out the satellites that are in orbit around this planet. And they're the ones that are saying you can't possibly say that a rock this big traveling 28,000 miles per hour weighs a, an estimated 20 million metric tons. If it hit the Earth, it's going to be equivalent to 65,000 of the bombs that we dropped on Hiroshima and Nagasaki at the end of World War II. It could literally crack the mantle of the Earth. They're saying that that traveling through tens of thousands of miles of space could all kinds of things, other debris could deflect its uh, trajectory. Uh, and I believe that it is set to impact the world. Wow. In 2029. That's just a little bit of what's in Thomas Horton's book. It's the Wormwood Prophecy. Thomas, talk to me a little bit about what people can do with regard to this. If something so big could be so catastrophic and can't really be mitigated, but could by other means be accidentally move off course close to the earth or off course close to the earth, what do we do? Well, first of all, uh, MIT, the Massachusetts Institute of Technology published a paper just last week in which they said Apophis is a greater concern that is being admitted. There are top 100 scientists that say NASA really? is involved in a cover up with regard to this. But what can Christians do? Well, one thing, we can use it as an opportunity because if it does turn out to be wormwood, which is what I personally believe, we can use it as an opportunity to to preach the imminency of the second coming of Jesus Christ because this would be what dispensationalists would call a mid-tribulation event, right? Mm -hmm. So the second coming could be closer than what most people realize. The other thing is God himself can mitigate what man cannot. Yeah. And in the Bible, there is a pattern where it says that these judgments are going to come. You can see Jonah going up and down the streets of Nineveh, right? Mm -hmm. This judgment is coming, but 
when from the pauper to the king they repented in sackcloth and ashes, God delayed that judgment from coming against uh, Nineveh. So we do know that there's a pattern in Scripture in which if Christians will pray, use this as an opportunity to point people to Jesus Christ, use it as an opportunity to preach the gospel. And that opportunity is going to increase because in five years from now, people with just semi-commercial telescopes are going to be able to look up into space and see it coming. Wow. You want to read it? It's called The Wormwood Prophecy. And so thank you, Thomas Horn, the author, for being with us, Dr. Thomas Horn. Incredible. This is one of my favorite authors. And so these are the types of things that I'm going to be focusing on. And I'd love to have Thomas Horn, Mr. Thomas Horn, on our podcast, but he's probably too busy. It's probably not going to happen. So, you know, these are, these are the types of books that excite me that I'm like, I got to get people to know about this. So if you know a book or an author, shoot us a message on Twitter, on Instagram. That's where we're at. You know what that song is, right? That's right. It means it's time to go home. Thank you so much for listening to another episode. Stay tuned for another one next week. Find us on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram. Find us on Spotify. All where, where are you listening to this? Are you listening to this on Overcast, on Chrome, on uh, Google Podcasts? Are you listening to this on iTunes? Are you an iTunes person? Or maybe you listen to this on uh, on uh, Anchor. We're on Anchor, of course. So let me know. Subscribe. Give us a review. Thank you so much, guys. You guys take care. We'll see you next episode.